Hey everybody, good morning, what's going on? It's your boy, coming at you early. Um, and uh, sorry, as always, sorry, I'm in the car. Um, this is gonna, I'm going to have a busy day today, so this is going to be my best time to do it. I'm on the way to work right now, so I got a minute, you know, whatever, figured might as well. Go ahead and get one out there, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, see what happens, you know, whatever. Um, we're just, um, man, these, uh, these NBA finals, how about these finals? The, uh, I gotta be honest with you. The Celtics really surprised me. Boston surprised me. They hung tough with um, the Warriors in game one and had a ridiculous fourth quarter to win game one Uh, in California. Not what I expected to happen. You know, I really thought that that the Warriors were going to, you can already, I can already tell you that I can already tell you that this, it looks like this one's going seven just because of the way that they played um, in game one. It looks like it's going seven. Feels like a seven-game series already, even after the blowout from last night. But based off the fact that the Warriors won, or sorry, that the uh, Celtics won game one, no, I think think it's going to be a seven-game series, and I really wasn't expecting that. I was thinking five... um, I was thinking five, maybe six, you know, not to give the Celtics, like not to take anything away from them. I think they're a good team. Obviously they're in the finals. Uh, but you know, it's just different because I got, like I said, they just don't have as much firepower as the Warriors. And, um, which that showed out last night in game two, the Warriors, it was, you know, wire to wire. The Warriors led with zero doubt. At one point they were up like 30 in the third quarter and they were having a monster third quarter. Also on top of that, Steph Curry was an absolute problem. The guy had like 40 points. They had probably other than Steph Curry, they probably had six other guys in double figures, which is huge. Probably had multiple guys on the cusp of a double-double. Their production level is just too high. Their efficiency is too high, man. Offensive efficiency is too high. They just get out in front of you like that. And when Steph Curry warms up, it's like, like, what are you going to do against that? You know? I was listening to a Bill Burr podcast last week, and he said it best, you know. You really, I mean, it's like, as far as like a better perimeter shooter like that with guys hanging off you, I mean, maybe Kobe, you know. Kobe is the only other person that I can think of, honestly, who could stand out there beyond the arc with guys hanging off of him and still hit the shot, especially hitting the shot when it counted. You know what I mean? Like, that was definitely something that Kobe could do. 
and Steph Curry and his ability to pull up from anywhere when he warms up, dude, it doesn't matter who is on him. He's splashing. It makes no sense. It's bonkers the way that he hits those shots. Absolutely nuts. So, they really laid it on thick last night on the Celtics. But now they're off to Boston. There's no way in my mind that the Warriors win both games in Boston. Um, I think that it's a one-and-one out there. They head back um, to California after the series in Boston. I'm really trying to think of a way to justify it, but I don't know. I mean, I see, like I said, I see them coming back two and two from that series. I think that the Warriors take game five, so it goes three and two. They got to go back to Boston. See, this is why I think it's going to go seven. They go back to Boston. I don't think that Boston loses the series at home. I think that they, I think that they get the win, go three and three. They come back to um, the Bay Area. And um, that's it. But the uh, Warriors win it in seven. I don't know. Could be wrong. Definitely didn't expect the Celtics to win game one. If they were going to win a, a game, you know, if they were going to win one of the away games, one of the opening games. Shit, I'm sorry. If they were going to win one of the opening games, it was going to have to be game two in my mind. Never expected them to win game one. Total shock to me when I woke up the next morning because I didn't watch the whole game. I only watched the first half, and the Warriors were cruising along. And they had a huge third quarter again in that game. And then Boston comes out swinging in the fourth, and they get the win. Blew my mind. I never expected that to happen. So, you know, because of that, I don't, what are you going to do? You know, I, I don't know how to judge it. I'm going to call it seven, though. So, man, and I've been watching Stranger Things. Caught this fourth season of Stranger Things. Let me tell you, it is fucking good. And it is dark, too. That's my favorite thing about it. It's, like, to the point where, like, I was, like, getting ready this morning um, in, my, in my bathroom. In my bathroom... You know, I don't want to shed too much light into the into the, the bedroom. So I keep it pretty dim in there when I'm the only one that's awake. Excuse me. And, uh, I mean, it had me looking around corners, man. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was checking shit out. I was nervous something was going to come get me. And, uh, I mean, it's pretty tough, you know. It was, it's a hard time. So... I mean, the level that they put into this one, totally worth the wait. Totally worth the wait. I mean, it's, yeah, it's been nuts, dude. Because of COVID, they stretched that shit out, and I totally get it, you know? It is what it is. But hot damn, that show is good, dude. Like, this fourth season, just the, like I said, it's so dark, man, and that's, it, like, that's what's making it so good for me is just, like, the the level of depth that they're putting into it with that. It's a lot more brutal this time around than it was the first couple seasons. And this is, like, they were dipping their toes into it with that second season with the kid Billy. 
um, who I was a huge fan of, bringing the mullet back, dude, you know, smoking cigarettes, driving his fucking Trans Am, you know, fucking these moms out there at the pool. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That guy's fucking living free, slinging dick and handing out toothpicks, as uh, Joey Diaz would say. That guy was about that action until the mind player got him. R.I.P. Billy. I mean, I was locked in to that season just because of him. And it was their first step into that, like I said, that level because it was like, you know, kidnapping people and keeping them in a basement, you know, helping them feed feed people and shit like that. Like I said, you know, the mind flayer, all that good stuff. And with the way that, you know, people were getting impaled and shit in, uh, in, the, in that mall, you know, the Hawkins Mall, the new wave of the 80s, the mall. Um, yeah, that was like their first step. And it was good. It was great. Really loved it. But man, dude, see the season... It is another level of fucked up shit that's happening, man, that these that, that they're letting us witness that's happening. A new layer of creepy. Like, seriously. Like I said, had me looking around corners, man, making sure that I was alone. It was nuts. And I'm, like, only halfway through it now, you know? I woke up extra early this morning, really for no reason. Woke up extra early. My alarm went off, and honestly, I was going to reset it and go back to sleep, but then I I forgot last night that I had clothes that I was going to wear to work today that I needed to put in the dryer. So I went ahead and I got on up, threw that shit in the dryer, got back in bed, and started watching it. was like, fuck it, I'll just stay awake. I don't care, my dick's long, you know? Like, not giving a fuck. And, uh, man, dude, it's so good. I can't, I like, I'm like jazzed up to see the rest of it. I got three or four more episodes left. And then what I think word around the campfire is that the, look at me, word around the campfire is at the end of July, they're supposed to release more episodes or something. I don't know. My cousin was posting about it on TikTok or something. Shout out to Emily. Um, so I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited for it. I definitely am geared up to watch the rest of this. Oh man, and the way that they've got it, dude. David Arbor submitting himself as one of my favorite actors. Like, you know, we were already like jazzed up, you know, for it. Um, me and my buddy Morgan, you know, we were feeling it full hopper. You know what I'm saying? The way that he was wearing those fucking Hawaiian shirts. In uh, the last season, dude, we were already rocking that lifestyle. That guy was 100%, you know, that was a 100% all-American dad right there. You know, you mean you think about it. The guy's probably 6'3", you know, fucking 280, you know, uh, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, great mustache, just out looking to fuck somebody's mom, you know, the buyer's kid. I mean, hey, it is what it is. But that's what I'm talking about, you know? Like, that's, like I said, that's All-American. That's All-American Dad right there. You know, more than fucking Stan Smith ever was, you know? And, uh, dude, he's just fucking locking himself in for me as one of, like, best actors doing it right now. Man, when he goes into that little fucking storeroom 
in that church. He's cracking open those boxes, man, and he sees he sees a fucking that's like a, a a wooden crate full of fucking Levi's. I mean, number one, is there anything more American than Levi's? You know, than than jeans. He cracks it open, digs through it, and he's like, man, fuck this, and bails out on it, you know? He's already got clothes on, but, I mean, personally, I could would have done with some extra layers out there in the Russian snow. But he's like, out of hell with this, and he opens up another one, and it's fucking Jif peanut butter, dude. Jif peanut butter. Straight out of Lexington, Kentucky. If you didn't know it, man, there's a Jif factory here in Lexington. Stinks up, you know, most of the northeastern part of downtown with all those those peanut butter factory fumes, you know, memories back to when I was a little kid, basketball practice downtown, being able to smell the peanut butter factory, you know. Um, so, sees this jar of Jif peanut butter. Holy shit, a Ford Lightning, a new one just drove by me. But anyway, um, sees a thing of peanut butter, and at first, like, he's already welling up because he's like, oh, my God, peanut butter, you know? And then, like, dips into it, dude, you know, opens it up and, and rips open the thing and sticks his finger in. And it's, like, his first real, literal taste of home. And it's, like, the peanut butter is bringing tears to his eyes. Oh, man, dude, that acting right there, that's you. Like, oh, dude, you can't coach that, man. can't teach that. I mean, that's incredible. Knowing what that would do to you, like that, how taste has such like a direct, it's like whatever, wherever your memories are stored, taste for certain events just shoots you back in time. And it's like to taste that peanut butter, man, and to be rifled back off. Oh, man. I was like, dude, same. I feel that. Like, I, I totally understand that. Anybody who watches that scene and sees him eat that peanut butter, you know exactly what he's going through. You know exactly how that feels. Fuck yeah, bro. I feel you, dude. Totally feel you. So, I'm excited to see what the rest of this has to offer. I'm excited to see how they fucking, you know, get them out of this Russian jam that they're in. Um, And to see what's going on. Of course, back in the shitty state of Indiana, you know, um, that's the that's the one thing I hate about that show is that it takes place in Indiana. Um, glorifies it, honestly, way too much. They, they're doing Indiana way too many favors by having that show there. Fuck Indiana. We had to burn that state to the ground and sell it back to whatever country we bought it from. I think it was part of the Louisiana Purchase. If so, we need to give that shit back to France. For exactly what we bought it for, too. Pennies on the acre. I mean, I hate Indiana. Indiana and Ohio. Those states suck, man. I've never had a good experience there. Never. I mean, Kings Island. You know, whatever. Say what you will. But, nah, man. A couple good hoes from from Ohio back in the day. Back when, um, like, I was in high school and early in college. But other than that, no. No, sir. Not for me. So. Anyway, I'm excited to see what happens. Try to finish up the rest of the episode soon. I'm, I'm getting locked in. I've watched these four over the last week. I got, like, three or four more left. 
and then hopefully they drop another edition part of the season at the end of July. Meanwhile, I got basketball to look forward to as well. Like I mentioned, I don't know. About to about to uh, finish, you know, packing up and moving. So by the end of June, I'll be in my new house. Literally four minutes from work. You cannot beat it. I mean, the only way it gets better than that is if I was living on the property, which you can't do because there's no houses. I mean, this is pretty damn good. So, looking forward to it, man. All right. Well, I'm going to get off here and we'll eat some breakfast. We'll listen to some tunes. Everybody have a good day. Happy Monday, as it were. Got an early day for me because I got to go and um, got to go to a doctor's appointment at 12. So cutting out of work early. Going to go to the doctor's appointment, then enjoy a little sunshine, you know. And uh, yeah, fucking turning and burning, snapping necks and cashing checks. So uh, everybody have a good day. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one there. Peace.